uh, that he had to do. Obviously, I, I knew his track record uh, at Notre Dame, and even before that, what he does everywhere, he he pretty much go. He he's a winning head coach. Um, obviously, he came to LSU for for uh, another reason to help him get over that hump of winning the championship. You know, he's been to multiple uh, New Year's Six bowl games, won multiple games like that, but. He got to the got to the playoffs, got to the championship, but never got really got over that hump. So obviously he had a motive of coming to LSU. Uh, he knew the talent that he had here. Um, and obviously I knew the talent too. I knew as an offensive minded head coach, I knew what he was about. Um, and I just wanted, I was intrigued to play with him and all the rest of the factors that came with it. Tougher fall camp, the heat and humidity in Louisiana or the dry heat in Arizona? <laughs> I mean, they both got heat, heat in common, but I'll say the humidity uh, because you're sweating constantly, ridiculous. Uh, ball, your hands are, are uh, very soaked, very moist. It's hard uh, to grip a football sometimes, but I'll say the humidity got it. We're talking with Jane Daniels, starting quarterback of the LSU Tigers on a Monday afternoon sports chat with Dave Schultz, 103.3 The Goat uh, at SEC Media Days. All right, what did you... What do you think you were good at when you showed up at LSU? And then what did you want to work on? Uh, I thought I was good at uh, my playmaking skills. And uh, obviously, after the season, uh, I showed that, I showcased that. Um, And I just want to continue growing as a leader, um, as a a passer, uh, which I know I've been working on. And it takes time, you know, going going through a new scheme, a new system. Also gaining confidence back after the, the season I had the year before that. Um, so that's another battle that you have to fight. It's a mental battle with confidence and everything. But I feel like those are the things that I've, I was good at and then it's things I worked on also. All right. So then, you know, I was talking to Makai and, you know, you guys come in as a group, used to be anyways, right? And you grow as a group and you got the leaders ahead of you and the, the young guys behind you. Now it's a whole new thing. How do, how do you go in there as the quarterback, as someone who's going to be a leader, whether you like it or not, right? Everyone's looking at the quarterback, uh, and you're the new guy. How do you make a new friends? Um, I just had to earn the respect of the guys um, coming in and being a transfer. I had to be able to show that I could play football at a high level. Um, going in there, I had to showcase my skills throughout spring ball. I had to showcase I could make plays, that showcase that – even though those guys seen maybe have seen highlights of me, uh, that doesn't mean nothing until you got to go out there and prove in front of them. So going in there, you have to earn the respect of the guys, uh, earn the respect of the locker room. Once you earn the respect of the locker room, now you got to earn the respect of coaches uh, and go out there and play at a high level. And the coaches got to trust you that you can be able to make those type of plays. Wrapping things up with Jaden Daniels, LSU quarterback on SEC Media Days. All right, you guys set the standard. You guys got too good too fast. You win the SEC West. You're in the SEC Championship. How do you build on that? Um, we take the momentum we had last year and, and try to catapult it to, to this next upcoming year um, as far as going out there and really just knowing our standard and our process of how we want to approach things and how everything needs to go um, and take it day by day and really enjoy it. He's Jaden Daniels, LSU starting quarterback on a Monday afternoon sports chat. Thanks so much and best of luck this year. Thank you. I appreciate it. Nice, Dave. Yeah, that was pretty good. No, yeah. he was, that, that was good. I mean, it went from we went from uh, Brian Kelly and then Makai Wingo and then Makai and uh, Jaden Daniels switched places. All right when the show, show was getting underway and... Uh, 
we were trying to connect. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah, so you had to do all of that. Ah, okay. Gotcha. So, uh, you know, you know what it comes down to? You know, it's unbelievable with all the technology that we have. We're still using duct tape. <laughs> Look, duct tape. sometimes right it's now, the duct best. Tape. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, you just you just go by an old standard. Right now, we are connected via the Internet due to duct tape. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, That's funny. Goodness gracious. All right. Uh, all right. So, you know what? That Jake Crane interview is, well, you know, let's keep on talking. So, okay. it is interesting, you know, how much college football has changed in just a couple of years where you can get a Jaden Daniels to come uh, from Arizona State to LSU, a Makai Wingo from uh, Missouri to uh, LSU, and these guys got to grow up fast, right? This is not a thing where, you know, we got a brotherhood, we got a family, right? We've been together three or four or five years type of deal, and they got to grow fast. And it would be interesting because we only had a few minutes, you know, last year, Jaden was having a tough time against Florida State for about three quarters, maybe even 50 minutes of the game, right? And then the last 10 minutes, boom, 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 boom. All of a sudden, it was just like, we're, we're, we're going to tie this ball game up. Now, they missed an extra point, obviously. Uh, that has nothing to do, um, nothing to do with him. Uh, other than, you know, didn't play well for the first 50 minutes or others didn't play well. And yet, you know, they bounced back from that. They bounced back from, you know, Tennessee. He, you know, they they had a big stub of the toe against A&M and then they bounced back in the bowl game where, you know, it's just a rout. And I, I will hear from Brian Kelly, but he said, you know, they instead of blaming the new coaches, he said, you know, it was, the, it was kind of the, the, the players looked in the mirror and said, we need to do what the coaches are saying. And they kind of committed themselves to the process and, you know, put the time in. Because, again, you know, I'm certainly not a Notre Dame fan. I did know Brian Kelly in a, in a previous life, if you will. He's a very nice man, uh, very polite. Of course, in, in this case, he was wanting something from me versus the other way around. Now I want something from him. And he was gracious with his time today. Uh, but I'm certainly not a Notre Dame fan. Anybody uh, knows that. But he's a really good football coach. But you usually don't see what they did, you know, the general improvement. All right, again, really not the Tennessee game or the Florida State game, but it was really the A&M game, which was because A&M's just bad. A&M was bad last year. It wasn't like they weren't, you know, meeting expectations. They were just bad. Uh, they looked bad for most of the season last year. And LSU looked particularly bad. Maybe they thought... You know, they were just going to roll. Maybe they got a little cocky, whatever the case may be. But uh, see if they can take that. They get Florida State again, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to set the tone wherever LSU is. If they, you know, they're going to fall out of the top 10 if they're in there, if they lose to Florida State. If they beat Florida State, they very well could be top five. That's interesting. Right, right from the get go. Yeah. Right. And, it, you know, one of those two teams is going to be a top five with a wit. Right. Mm-hmm. In fact, Florida State may be ranked ahead of LSU preseason, but that's not going to matter because they're playing each other. And Week one. Boom, yeah. Yeah. So, boom. You know, if LSU wins that ball game, they're going to be top five and sort of set the tone for the potentially season. for the rest of the season. Yeah. Also, at the same time, if they lose another close ball game, it's not going to hurt them all that much either. Because they beat a right? top Florida. They, yeah. Mm-hmm. If they if they lose to a Florida State team by the same point or something like that, 
because, you know, they kicked a couple of field goals instead of getting touchdowns, whatever the case may be, not missing an extra point, as devastating as that loss kind of is. But, you know, if you lose a close ball game to Florida State, now you have one of those, well, we got a good one loss, right? We're going to schedule rankings and stuff like that. You know, we rolled through the SEC, uh, and we're going to get to the SEC championship game, and you'll still make the playoffs. It will not be, I don't think it will be an issue for LSU to lose that ball game, but if they do, I think they'll be all right as well. And the same thing, I don't know if the same thing can be said for Florida State, right? We don't know how good Clemson is going to be. We don't know how good Miami is going to be. We don't know how good <coughs> Syracuse is going to be. Uh, actually, we do. So, And not for positive reasons. Uh, but they don't have the schedule that an LSU has, right? They're not playing, you know, top 25 teams week in and week out, right? The two weakest, two weakest teams are going to be Auburn and Mississippi State. And meanwhile, you got Alabama, Arkansas, Ole Miss, uh, you know, A&M. All these teams should be uh, pretty highly ranked. Uh, pretty highly ranked this year. All right, let's take a timeout. We had Jake Crane and company uh, slid into Jake Crane's DMs. Like <laughs> Memorial Day weekend, someone suggested I get him on, and his career has just taken off since, of course, it's completely my responsibility that that's the case. <laughs> uh, of course, we're just kidding. Uh, so we get Jake Crane next. We talk SEC football. We are live at SEC Media Days. We kind of <laughs> scrambled through that first hour, but I think we got things uh, under control. Yes, sir. Uh, now, uh, who knew we needed duct tape? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not moving that machine. Yeah, don't touch uh, for it. The next three days, we're gonna work around. We're gonna work around uh, that machine. All right. Uh, so we got Jake Crane coming up. We got Makai Wingo coming up. We got Alan Buchanan from Tex Ags coming up. Gary Stolkin from the Peach Bowl coming up at uh, 5 p.m. 5:30. We got Brian Kelly, the head coach of the LSU Tigers. All right. We are just finally getting started here on a Monday afternoon sports chat. We're back after this. We are powered by Lafayette Roofing and Dwight. Andrews Insurance, a division of Hub International. Live from Nashville, Dave Schultz, Sports Chat, Lynn and Burton back at the Palatial Studios of 103.3. They go. Make me feel the way you do. Lafayette Roofing, from the roof to the roots of Acadiana. We know issues with your roof can be intimidating and maybe even expensive. But not if you call Lafayette Roofing. Big or small, we handle it all at a price you can afford. We also offer our standard five-year labor and materials warranty. Lafayette Roofing takes pride in being in the heart of Acadiana and the official roofing company of your Rage and Cajuns. So if you need a roof, who else would you call? Call Lafayette Roofing. Our name says it all. 237-ROOF. That's 237-7663. Dwight Andrus, a division of Hub International, is Louisiana's premier employee benefits and commercial insurance brokerage. Dwight Andrus can insure just about any risk that your business faces. Dwight Andrus specializes in the construction, healthcare, real estate, and hospitality industries. Chances are you're probably already doing business with someone who does business with Dwight Andrus. Dwight Andrus, a division of Hub International, asked to speak with Harry Potter or Brant Etier. Visit them at DwightAndrusInsurance.com. Goats have four stomachs. Otherwise, there's no way we could swallow some of these takes. Hey, goat, what's going on out there? 103.3 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time.
At Lofton, we're in the business of matching hard workers with some of the most sought-after employers in the Lafayette area. To Lofton, you're more than just another employee. We care about your interests, and we can help match you with a company that needs your skills. You can complete an application, schedule an interview, and even browse jobs by simply going to lofton.jobs. That's lofton.jobs. We also offer an unlimited $100 referral bonus. At Lofton, we put people to work. Lofton.jobs. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the LHSAA, are the 110,000 high school sports students in Louisiana. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. What I know about courage, I learned from my adoptive mom. She said sometimes you just gotta hold on and know we'll get through this. Mom, we are so high up. Hold my hand. (laughs) No, you hold my hand. Here we go. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by AdoptUSKids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. What is dedication? The thing that drives me every day as a dad is Dariana. We call him Day Day for short. Every day he's hungry for something, whether it's attention, affection, knowledge. And there's this huge responsibility in making sure that when he's no longer under my wing, that he's a good person. I want him to be able to sit back one day and go, we worked together, we did a good job. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Roxanne Watson is on a mission to have more people sign up as organ, eye, and tissue donors. What drives her? Roxanne received a heart transplant made possible by an organ donor. I decided that day to devote myself to signing up the most people in the United States. (laughs) That's my goal. Now she's a powerful force for good. What could you make possible as an organ, eye, and tissue donor? Leave behind the gift of life. Go to organdonor.gov. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Don't let someone get your goat. There's plenty to go around for everyone. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. Dave Schultz back live-ish at SEC uh, Media Days, brought to you by Lafayette Roofing and Dwight Andrus uh, Insurance uh, Division of Hub International. We're here with the host of the Jake Crane Show, I guess one of the hosts. Uh, it's actually Crane and Company these days, right? He's got to share the billing with the brother and another guy. Is he even coming? Because last time we he was last time he was having a kid, right? Senior Bowl, he had a kid. Uh, yeah, no, it's funny. Kona just had just had another kid. Um, but now <laughs> well, hold him, on, that seems like he's shooting and scoring no, right from listen, the get go. Listen, you know quarterbacks, man. They don't mess around. <laughs> but uh, now him and Blaine will be up here. Uh, 
Probably here in about 30 minutes, man. We're getting uh, set up and ready to kick off a big week, man. It's time. All right, so before we get into you, because those stories always fascinate me, what is the overarching storyline coming into SEC Media Days? Is it, you know, usually was who can beat Alabama, but I guess we've shifted who can beat Georgia. Yeah, you know, obviously Georgia's still the top dog. I'm I'm interested to see what Carson Beck's going to do at quarterback, but it's nice when you have the offensive line and the defense that he has. I mean, the skill players they've added. Dominic Lovett from Missouri is an outstanding player. Ra Ra Thomas obviously coming in from Mississippi State. But then you bring back Ladd McConkey. You lose A.D. Mitchell to Texas, but you have the ultimate Swiss Army knife in Brock Bowers, which you know defenses are going to try and scheme to take him away. If I know who you're doubling, I know who you're not doubling. And there's an old saying in football, basketball, really sports in general and defense, you can't double everybody. But to me, you know, two storylines I'm really watching outside of, you know, people talking about quarterbacks. Everybody's talking about what the Pac-12 is bringing back and they should the sec not a lot of returning quarterbacks even though i hadn't heard a ton about will rogers really or kj jefferson i don't think they're getting uh, enough love but the really the biggest storyline to me and you kind of hinted at it is how wide open the sec west is compared to the past i mean it, you look lsu comes in brian kelly year one last year they win it they bring back Jaden daniels i think we're going to come out of media day uh with lsu being a slight favorite to win the west but you look at alabama the question marks at quarterback but we know they have great personnel going back to kind of the old school Nick Saban uh, lineup, get downhill, play defense, play special teams, bringing in Tommy Reese. You know, Arkansas with Sam Pittman, is this the year they're going to break through? Zach Arnett at Mississippi State, Lane Kiffin and all 35 quarterbacks he has uh, there at Ole Miss. I, I find that fascinating, and it's I think it's great for the league that there's not just two perennial teams that you're not wondering who's going to, uh, you know, if anyone knew is going to be in Atlanta, but who's actually going to be in Atlanta coming out of at least the West because Georgia is the proverbial favorite in the East. We're talking with Jay Crane from Crane & Company. All right, let's back it up there because I'm a big tight end guy. I think those guys are the biggest mismatches in college football as we've seen throughout the last decade or so. Uh, but Brock Bowers may be the biggest uh, mismatch in all of college football. I happen to think he's the best player in college football. Can we start the Brock Bowers for Heisman candidacy right now? Yeah, look, well, you can sign me up. You know, I always say it's you know, there's a lot of running backs out there that are really good players. There's a lot of wide receivers out there that are really good players, DBs, linebackers. But the two hardest positions that nobody talks about to be able to find are guys that are really good tight ends that can block, that can catch, that can threaten you in multiple ways, and then nickels on defense. Guys that are good against the run, but they can also go line up out there against a slot guy and be able to cover them. You're not afraid to put him in man, and what Brock gives you is he can attack every dimension of the field. You can give him the now screen. Hell, you can hand him the ball off. He can kill you on the dig. He can kill you on the hitch. He can kill you vertically. So you have to have a plan to be able to stop him, and all that time that you're planning to stop Brock Bowers is opening up room for everybody else. I always talk about uh, kind of the basketball correlation what makes the Warriors so what made them so hard to guard it's not just that Steph Curry could shoot it's not just that Klay Thompson could shoot when you have three guys that can legitimately stripe it from three you can't cover all of them with two people as I mentioned earlier so Brock Bowers to me is the most valuable offensive player in college football outside of the quarterback who touches the ball every play obviously because he opens up so much more for everybody else it's not just what he can do with the ball in his hands it's not just what he can do when he puts his hands on a defender it's what he opens up for other guys and for a new quarterback we always talk about the tight end being the security blanket if the if we're going to call a tight end a security blanket then Brock Bowers is a blanket on a king-size bed because if you're Carson Beck, if you ever get worried, I would just think about Brock Bowers right before I went to sleep and not in a weird way. Maybe a California king. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, coming out of Napa, you'd think he'd know his wines. You didn't know he could block and run routes the way he can. 
We're talking to Jay Crane of Crane and Company on a Monday afternoon sports chat live at SEC Media Days on 103.3 The Goat. All right, so anytime you criticize Alabama, everyone says, well, you think the dynasty is over, and I do not think that. I do, however, think that they are just not quite as good as they have been, right? You just don't have those wide receivers. They have good wide receivers, but not the collection that they had. Think about the quarterback going from Jalen to Tua to Mack to Bryce. It got better as you went, For right? Sure. And and I just don't think they have that. The quarterback's probably going to be pretty good, but I'm not sure it's as in that category yet. I happen to think they're going to lose two ball games. I'm going to take the under on 10 and a half, and I think Quinn Ewers in Texas is going to go into Tuscaloosa and beat yeah. them and kind of set the tone for the season for a couple of different teams. How good do you really think Alabama is? Well, you know, it's 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 a compliment, really, to what Nick Saban's been able to accomplish. I mean, 15 straight years of double-digit wins. It's just insane, but we've seen this happen before. You have a great run of quarterbacks, then you either have a new guy or you're trying to break somebody in or somebody isn't to that level. We just saw it with Clemson, right? Right. Clemson. Yes. I mean, you, you go through the list of the legitimate quarterbacks they had, and then all of a sudden DJU comes in, highly rated, struggles a little bit. I like Klubnik and what he brings. But back to Alabama, I think it's even deeper than the quarterback situation. And one of the things about Nick Saban, I don't think we talk enough in college football about roster management. You hear about it in the NFL all the time. But one of Nick Saban's greatest strengths is, and, and I'll ask you this, Dave. I mean, you're obviously unbelievable well-read. You know what you're talking about. When's the last time that Alabama was breaking in a new quarterback and a new left tackle at the same time? When's the last time? You typically, Saban doesn't lose symbiotic positions like that, and that's by way of roster management. That's one of the, the, the most hidden gems when it comes down to it. So when you look at the quarterback battle, not that they're bad players. I'm not expecting them to come in and one of them to be Bryce Young. I think that's unfair. Right. To be honest with you, right now, the way I look at it, the one who scares me the most is Milrow because of his running ability. But in that offensive style that I think Tommy Reese is going to bring, I don't know if Milrow is your, let's get in 12 personnel, let's run it, play action, let's turn a guy into a drop back passer and then he can take off if he needs to but the difference I think and and why we've seen Georgia elevate and why we've seen Michigan elevate why we've seen Ohio State do what they've done is because Alabama used to have a monopoly on not only the best starting five on the offensive line best starting four on the defensive line but they had the most depth Alabama's hasn't been able to line up and run the ball the way they've wanted to or that they've been used to back in the day. And I say back in the day, you know, three years ago. But they can't bully people like they used to. So you needed to have that dynamic playmaker at quarterback. Now that's Georgia, right? Georgia can line up and just say, guess what? Science is science. Physics is physics. And we're better than you up front. So I, I think what we're seeing with Alabama is somewhat of a transition year. Not that the save it that Alabama's gone right. or that it's over. That's ridiculous. That's just people reaching for narratives and reaching for clicks. But at the end of the day, I do think this is a transition year and one where I think you're going to see Alabama look even more mortal than they have been. And they haven't made the playoff in the last two years. So a couple more questions for Jay Crane. Uh, Try host, is that what it is? Of, of Crane and Company. Yeah. Let's talk L middle chair, though. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let's talk uh, LSU. I thought Brian Kelly did one of the better in-season coaching jobs last year. They played awful for 50 minutes against Florida State and yet had a chance to tie at the end. Embarrassed at home against Tennessee, and they're doing what they want in a bowl game. How important was it that Jaden Daniels came back, and what could be the expectations for LSU this year? Well, it's huge. I mean, in, in, a, in a year in the league where, you know, there's not a lot of quarterbacks returning, especially at the big dogs, it, it has to give you an advantage. And, you know, I think where Jaden really flipped the switch last year was about halfway through the season when he started taking advantage of the deep third of the field. You know, halfway through, 
close to halfway. He had eight touchdowns and no interceptions. And I thought Brian Kelly summed it up the best. Somebody asked him, you know, man, how great is it that he's had no turnovers? And he's like, listen, I'm, I'm happy he's not turned the ball over, but we're not getting a return on our investment because everybody's creeping up and playing us in, uh, up tight. It seemed like first half of the year, every time LSU ran the ball, there was 19 guys in the box. Every time they threw an underneath route, which seemed like 85% of the time, there were two guys there hitting the wide receiver. And until he started utilizing that deep third of the field, that's when this LSU offense opened up. That's where you saw them become dangerous. Because now, as a defensive guy, you can't take away just two-thirds of the field and feel good about it. You have to defend the deep third, which opens up run lanes, which opens up the dig, opens up those intermediate routes, your crossers, your scissors, things like that, different combinations across the middle. And I think that's where you saw this offense blossom. But they returned both their young tackles. They had a young offensive line, a young tight end that's very talented, and Jason Taylor's kid. Uh, defensively, we know how good Harold Perkins is. We'll see if Mason Smith can stay healthy, if we'll cut the celebrations out early in the season. But I think LSU right now in a in an sec west that as i mentioned before is wide open has to be the slight favorite even though they do go on the road to tuscaloosa and i don't like to say oh this team has an easy schedule in the sec this team has a hard schedule you have lighter schedules and you have heavier schedules lsu is about somewhere in the middle uh and in the last year of divisions i think they're going to be the favorite to win the sec west all right one more football question let's talk about former raging cajuns head coach billy napier he took a year or so to get his, uh, his feet underneath them, and then he walked into, you know, Levi Lewis, who I think we're finding out was a really good college football player for the Raging Cajuns in his three years of starting. He got Anthony Richardson a little rough around the edges, ends up being a top-five draft pick, and now he's bringing in kind of the opposite in Graham Mertz. How much pressure is on Napier? Because he's still recruiting. I mean, he's a top. he's got a top-five recruiting class right now for 2024. Well, Dave, you know how it is in this league and, and really everywhere outside of Vanderbilt, no offense to Clark Lee, uh, there's a ton of pressure every year. And a place like Florida where they've seen dominance, right? You saw it with Spurrier. You saw it with Urban Meyer. I mean, this is a... a program that went what 40 years without having a losing season so there's a ton of pressure coming off a six and seven year I do want to say a lot of people jump to the oh well he had Anthony Richardson so they should have been a lot better Anthony Richardson was drafted off potential that's what Anthony not that he wasn't a good player we saw what he did they beat Utah early on uh, which was a big win kind of fell off a cliff a little bit you know you lose to Vanderbilt that's never acceptable at Florida but here's what I want to say and I think Scott Strickland's patient enough, the AD at Florida. This is going to take time because it'd be one thing if Dan Mullen left to go to the NFL because Florida was doing so well. It'd be another thing if Dan Mullen had the culture right and the depth right and left and, and maybe went somewhere else, maybe back to his alma mater or something to coach. No, he got fired from Florida because he wasn't a huge recruiter, even though Florida recruits itself. They didn't have a ton of depth. The culture was awful. It was like a Spanish soap opera with him and Todd Grantham. They're throwing shoes, doing stupid things. And it's one thing to have to come in. Everybody thinks, oh, you just come in and bring in great players and you automatically win. No, obviously bringing in great players is a huge piece, but it's about great players and it's about culture. And culture doesn't happen overnight, even bringing in older guys from the transfer portal. You know, the old rule of thumb in college football used to be it takes three years, right? You need three recruiting classes. You need three years to get your culture in that locker room, to get your leadership right, to get that program where you can have it on stable ground and then show great progress. Well, now with the arms race and salaries continuing to increase in college football and the freedom of the transfer portal, it's at two years. If Florida's 2023 schedule is brutal, 2024 is even worse. If they can just get through this choppy water, and I know, I know what it's like. 
Florida's looking to the right and they see Georgia dominating like they've never dominated before. Tennessee seems like they're back. We'll see with Joe Milton. South Carolina had a big run at the end of the year. You're looking around and saying, hey, we're Florida. We want, we want, we sip from the cup before. We want to sip again, but it takes time. Culture takes cultivation, and cultivation takes time, and that's what Billy's doing. He's building depth. He's building depth up front, and if they're patient with him, I think they're going to see results. I'm not saying he's Dabo Sweeney and Clemson's in the ACC, but I remember them wanting to fire Dabo after going 6-7 and seven really in year three. I know year one he was the interim when he hopped in and went 4-3. and three. Then all of a sudden they got that thing where he needed and started rolling people. So Florida's patient with Billy Napier. I think they're going to like what they see, but we know how, how patience is in short supply in college football these days. Let's wrap it up here with Jay Crane, a host of Crane and Company. It's just been over three years, and I'm a hashtag always a bright side kind of guy. Yep. COVID hits, you lose your football coaching job. You are actually doing YouTube before actually people start hopping on YouTube and breaking down film and kind of the typical, I'm in, in, in the basement on YouTube, and someone told me to reach out to you, and all of a sudden you're coming on my show, and then you're, you know, at the College Football Hall of Fame, you're on Colin Cowherd, you're, you're doing your thing with the Daily Wire now, you get married, you've dropped like 80 pounds, <laughs> and we got, you know, you need to start marketing the crane diet and, and make yeah. some cash off of that. Yeah. Uh, you look fantastic, by the way. Thanks, What's the last three plus years been like for you? Man, it's, you know, I, I feel like I always say this, but I'm just waiting to wake up from a coma. Um, you know, when COVID hit and they, they sent the coaching staff back and we didn't know, you know, what was going to happen, I uh, really, man, for lack of a better term, just did it to keep myself busy. That was the first year, the early signing period. And, uh, you know, I'd signed most of my guys. And, man, it's, it's been a whirlwind. I've been very fortunate, uh, very blessed uh, to be surrounded by people that have helped me. And, look, you know, I, I always say if I was a chef for nine years, I'd, I'd probably be, have a pretty good chef podcast. Right. So uh, when it comes down to sports, you know, I love it, especially college football. Um, that's what we, you know, eat, breathe, and sleep in my family, uh, in, in the Crane household. But it's been incredible, man, and, and being at the Daily Wire and being a sports show that, you know, it's, we, we cover everything, but, you know, we're heavy college football and, and NFL. It's, it's been a Amazing, man. And, and I owe it to people like you. you. Gave me a shot in the beginning, and I'm just trying to run with it and, you know, ride until the motor stops, as Rick Ross says. He's Jake Crane, host with Crane & Company with his brother uh, Blaine and uh, Dave, Co Dave Cohen. David Cohen. David Cohen. All right. Uh, former Michigan Gold Blue. He yeah, keeps you guys. Not the pitcher. No. Not the no, pitcher. No, 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 as he said, I would never pitch for the Mets. Actually, Richard Todd's son-in-law, as it turns exactly out. Right. All right. Exactly. Uh, thanks so much. Congrats on all the success and enjoy SEC Media Day. Dave, man, I always love seeing your brother. And uh, again, thanks so much for believing me in the, uh, in the beginning. Stay tuned. More SEC Media Days coming up after this on 103.3 The Goat. Thirsty for intelligent sports talk? Sounds like you need a little goat array. 1033 The Goat. The greatest sports talk of all time. The following businesses proudly support the broadcast of UL Athletics on 1033 The Goat, 1420 AM, and News Talk 96.5 KPL. Home Furniture, J&J &J Exterminating, Baloo's, Doug Ashy, and Burton Auto. Support these businesses that support Raging Cajun Broadcast and bring all the action into your homes, cars, smart speakers, or wherever you work all season long. If your business would like to join the winning team and support the broadcast of UL Athletics by becoming a UL Broadcast Booster, contact Pam Begno by calling 337-233-6000. If you're hiring, it can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along, or you can just use ZipRecruiter. Like Marco, President of Operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. 
See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Now try ZipRecruiter free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E-E. Dan Hicks with Paul A. Zinger welcoming you back to the Healthy Stand Classic and Zing. She has been absolutely tremendous today, but it all comes down to this shot. It does, Dan, and you couldn't ask for better conditions. 68 degrees, just a slight two-mile-an-hour breeze and a UV index of three. This is absolutely critical. That is right. This direct exposure to midday sun could be increasing her risk to melanoma. It looks like she's making a change. Yeah, she's putting that putter back in the bag. Now let's see what she takes out. Oh, wow. Looks like she's pulling out a 15. I don't know. Looks like she's going with a 30. Strong choice. She's going to want to use the recommended SPF 30 even on a cloudy day. And notice how she's using broad spectrum sunscreen. And a generous amount, too. Incredible. That was a masterful performance. That was pretty good, too. Stand up to cancer and Optum want to help you reduce your risk for cancer. Visit TakeAHealthyStand.org. The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans organization has provided more real-time, ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PVA is proud to serve veterans across all branches all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence. Join PVA in fighting for theirs at pva.org. Back to Sports Chat with Dave Schultz, live at the SEC Media Days in Nashville. I'm 103.3 The GOAT. Dave Schultz back at SEC Media Days on a Monday afternoon sports chat. 103.3, the GOAT brought to you by Lafayette Roofing and Dwight Andrus Insurance, a division of Hub International. It's Texas A&M Day, so of course that means it's a Texas A&M bandwagon. It always starts at SEC Media Days, and probably the conductor of said bandwagon is Alden Buchanan from Texags Radio. Uh, is this the year that A&M makes that leap up uh, with a young but apparently pretty good quarterback? Um, well, that's kind of the $72 million question, right? Well, right about now, it's about $900 million question. Uh, well, I'd say 72 because, what, what, isn't that the buyout? So if, it, if, it, so if, so if they don't have the breakout right. season, you know, then. Which is not really fair, but I hear you. But, um, 
maybe. I mean, I think there's a reason to be cautiously optimistic. And I think at A&M, if you've been paying attention, you should the only optimism you should have now is cautious because A&M has had a tendency to uh, not play up to expectations. And usually it's when they're not expected to do a lot is when uh, they have that, that season that catches people by surprise. So um, maybe. Uh, I, I, think the, I think you could certainly go over the data and convince yourself that, hey, you know, A&M could be that, that Auburn from 2012 to 2013, you know, that, that team that makes the, the huge jump, maybe like TCU last year, uh, Michigan 2020. So, so, yeah, you could probably convince yourself, say, hey, listen, this is how many guys they have back and they had this many injuries and five losses by six points or less and Petrino coming in. You know, there's a lot of factors. But at some point, A&M's got to do it. Now, yeah, in in 2020, they they they, they broke through, but then you felt it, it, it can't be. Oh, you can't be one year wonders. You're not paying your coach. You didn't bring him in to have a good year ever five years. You brought him in to have four good years and then a, and a rebuilding year, and that would be would, would be fair. So, I think you you could be cautiously optimistic. All right. So, admittedly. First of all, the expectations are correlated to how much money Jimbo Fisher's making, and I'm not sure how fair that is. Yeah, uh, right, right. Also, in his defense, outside of the 2022 season, he's been pretty good. He hasn't been great, but they've been pretty good. He was he's 39 and 21, and he had a bad year, admittedly, last year. But other than that, he just he, he can't. He's not. He hasn't been in the SEC championship game, and I think that's where they're disappointed. It's always been, and I think people get sick and tired of when one team wins. You know, who's the next team after Alabama? Well, it's now it happens to be Georgia, and all of a sudden Tennessee is there, and now LSU is up there. Where does A&M fit in, in all of that? You think? Well, um, right now they're several notches below. Mm. You know, you can't say uh, until they actually start. Winning now again in 2020, you can you can say I'm being very provincial. I thought, quite frankly, that hosed by not getting into the into the playoff. I mean, and I'll admit it in that game right against Alabama, they went up and down the field between the 20s. They couldn't punch it in. They kept on kicking field goals and they couldn't punch it in for touchdown. And had you know had a big drop on a fourth down and and all those things. But you, so you got to start doing that. By the way, who did? Who didn't get blown out by that Alabama right. team? <laughs> right, exactly. Right? right. <laughs> so, uh, and, and they had to play Alabama with Landon Dickerson and uh, Waddle, right. unlike Ohio State, who in the championship game lost by the same score. Um, so, so, but, but again, it was, it was a one-year deal. Um, you've got you've to find your way to, to start meeting expectations. And I think this is a team – Again, on paper, that it 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 it, it looks good. Uh, I mean, the last time we saw these guys, they were moving the ball up and down the field against uh, LSU. Right. And a big upset. Of course, now Devon A. Chain's not there anymore. But you know, uh, but but all those guys who were playing as freshmen are now got a year experience and a year's growth. So, you know, you balance it out. But uh, I can understand both sides of this argument. I can understand those that say, "Hey, look, I look at it." what A&M did and how close they were last year and what they've got coming back and the Petrino factor that we based on his track record with offense and say, hey, 
this is the team to watch out for. And I can understand the other side that says, we've seen this movie before and it's always disappointing. So um, I think it's just a big uh, put up or shut up kind of year for A&M and Jimbo Fisher. Talking to Olin Buchanan from Texas Radio on a Monday afternoon sports chat, 103.3 The Goat, live from SEC Media Days. All right, usually when you have a big season, it starts with the quarterback. The problem is either they haven't been healthy or, you know, haven't proved to be good enough, whatever the case would be. I mean, a couple of years ago, everybody was rooting for Hayes King, and all of a sudden he gets hurt, and, you know, then the next guy wasn't all that great, and then LSU had Johnson transfer in, and Wegman's taken over. How good is the kid? Well, um... I thought he looked really good uh, against Ole Miss. I thought he looked really good against uh, against LSU. Now, he didn't go out and throw for 300 yards, but if you saw that game, uh, he had a really nice touchdown pass that some would, to Moose Muhammad that some say he shouldn't, probably shouldn't have thrown it because of double coverage, but he put it right, right where he had to put it, and he had a couple of scrambles that kept drives going. Uh, and I think that's what a good quarterback is. Did you move the offense? So you saw that from a true freshman uh, behind a lot of freshmen and with a lot of freshmen, and you say, okay, I saw glimpses. It's kind of like a, uh, like a trailer for a movie. And you say, hey, this looks pretty good. Now, once you, sometimes you see the movie, you sell the good trailers, you see the movie, that's great. Sometimes the, only, the best part is the trailers, and the rest of the movie is really disappointing. So uh, if it is Connor... Because Jimbo will tell you it's still a wide-open competition. And quite frankly, Max Johnson was a successful quarterback at LSU, uh, statistically at least. Uh, But I think it'll probably be Connor. And is he going to be able to play at the level that he showed uh, against LSU and against Ole Miss? And is he going to be able to bring that uh, for 12 weeks? I, I think he can be cautiously optimistic. But once again, that's what you have to be at A&M. I don't think you can just assume anything. I, I, I think with good quarterback play, A&M could be really a really strong contender. Uh, and I think I think Connor Wigman could be A&M's best quarterback potentially since since Johnny Manziel. But that sets the bar kind of low because they haven't had great quarterback play. Trevor Knight had a good year. Kellen Mond had one really good year in right. 2020, and a lot of times he was tended to the other years he tended to turn the ball over. But you see things that you really like from from Connor Wigman. Can he be that consistently? All right, let's wrap it up here with Olin Buchanan on Texas with uh, Texas Radio on a Monday afternoon sports chat 103.3 The Goat next season. I'm going to age us, all right, because I feel like we're approximately the same age, so we may remember the Southwest Conference, okay? All right, and so we're going to have a little reunion with A&M, Texas, and Oklahoma coming into the SEC, not from a football standpoint, but from a fun standpoint. How great is that? for those schools to be coming in and now playing A&M again. Because LSU doesn't have a rival. LSU, they just don't. And obviously, Texas a- at Texas A&M does, and now they're going to be playing one of their rivals and, you know, another rival as well. A&M wanted LSU to be the rival. Yeah, they did, but it did, that didn't work out. I, think, I didn't think it was happening from LSU's standpoint. I think A&M's another team. Well, it happened with a seven-overtime game type well, yeah, of deal. But uh, I think LSU always had bigger fish to fry with Alabama, right? Um I think uh, for my heritage, I grew up with the Texas-Texas A&M game on, thir- on Thanksgiving, and it was just something you grew up with. Uh, so I think it's good to get the game back. If you, 
look, if the SEC is going to bring them in and you have to take them, then, hey, bring it back. Uh, but it was, at least from A&M's perspective, it was really fun being in the SEC and every year Texas whining about how you won't play us. And, and A&M's answer was, because we don't need to. And Texas say, you're afraid of us. You're like, you're right. We'll play LSU, Alabama, Auburn every year, but we're afraid of you. Only in, only in Austin does that make sense, right? I'll fight Tyson. I'll fight Holmes. I'll fight Ali, but I'm afraid of, uh, you know, some tin can, right? So uh, uh, it'll be really fun, especially if they come over to Kyle Field and A&M kicks our ass. You know, he beat Tyson, but you could have, I mean, is Texas Buster Douglas like a one-trick pony? Uh, he got, well, he had one good shot. It was a big one. You had to bring that up, didn't you? Yeah. Maybe A&M will just be like Lennox Lewis just bite their ears off or, what, or whatever it was. So uh, maybe that was a bad analogy. <laughs> He's Owen Buchanan, Tex-Ags Radio on a Monday afternoon sports chat. Really appreciate your time. Enjoy SEC Media Days. Yeah, okay. Hey, thanks. It was Holyfield got the ear bit, all right? Uh, uh, I got my, my boxers mixed up. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Looking forward to it. We'll be back after this. Stay tuned. More SEC Media Days coming up after this on 103.3 The Goat. Tired of trying to put your staffing puzzle together? We call Walton. They recruit, screen, and interview people, so they're right for the job. We've got the right person to fit your needs. Walton Staffing Services, 269-0500. Hi, we're Comparing Insurance Agency. Right now you're thinking, Comparing? Never heard of them. We know. We also know that you have no idea that Comparing Insurance Agents are local and provide expert advice. So to help it stick, we're going to say local agent four times in the next 15 seconds. Ready? Go. Our local agents know you and your community. Our local agents offer insurance from top carriers. Our local agents have minty fresh breath. Find us at ComparingInsurance.com. Comparing Insurance Agency. Local agents. Expert advice. And there's number four. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code VAN for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code VAN for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code VAN. The best sports talk in Acadiana. 103.3 The Goat continues its off-season college football coverage and will be live at Sunbelt Media Days in New Orleans. Hey, Acadiana, it's Dave Schultz. 103.3 The Goat's off-season college football coverage rolls on from New Orleans. Sports Chat will be live from the Sunbelt Media Days July 25th and July 26th. 103.3 The Goat's coverage of Sunbelt Media Days are powered by Lafayette Roofing and Dwight Andrus, a division of Hub International. My son Finn was born with congenital heart disease, causing him to spend the first eight months of his life in the hospital. During that time, he endured 10 surgeries, including an open heart surgery. 
Starlight Children's Foundation has played an important role in my family's life. For five weeks when he was a baby, Finn lived in a Starlight Hero wagon. You could not understand the pure joy of having him go from a hospital bed into his favorite red wagon, especially when he was so little. The support that Starlight provides to families like mine is an integral part of creating happiness at a time when there's very little to be found. Learn more about how the Starlight Children's Foundation brightens the lives of sick kids by visiting starlight.org today. Back to Sports Chat with Dave Schultz, live at the SEC Media Days in Nashville on 103.3 The Goat. Yeah, media days on a Monday afternoon sports chat on 103.3 The Goat. Thrilled and honored to have our next guest. He is defensive lineman for the LSU Tigers. He's Makai Wingo. Makai, what, uh, what's it mean becoming to uh, SEC Media Day? It's a great feeling to be at SEC Media Day. I'm thankful that the coaches and the players felt that I was, you know, well off enough to represent the team and represent the program at SEC Media Day. What went into the decision to uh, transfer from Missouri to LSU? I felt it was just a time for a ch- it was time for change for me and my athletic and personal you know career, and I'm I'm just glad that I ended up at LSU and I'm here to represent. So what was it like last year going from LSU? I mean that was a crazy season. That was a roller coaster ride for most of the season. Up down, up down. Ended up on a high. You know the standard has always been the same in the building last year as well as this year that we want to win a national championship ultimately we didn't achieve that goal last year and it's not a failed season if we don't do it this year but we just want to get to a point where everyone in the locker room knows that's the standard and we want to uphold that all right so college football is very different with the transfer portal because usually you come in with a group of guys and you grow with them and you grow with the upperclassmen and you're teaching the young guys behind you What's it like when you're the new guy and you're coming in with the quarterback? And what's it like when you're trying to, you know, be that new kid in school who is trying to, you know, make new friends? Right. Ultimately, when I came in, I didn't want to be this, this loud leader guy or, or be a guy that comes and steps on people's toes. I wanted to gain the trust of the team first and foremost and, and let them know that I'm a reliable guy and the guy they could trust. And the team was very welcoming and... You know, the rest is history. <laughs> so how do you go about doing that? How do you, how do you try to beat the, the quiet guy and the guy by example without actually trying to say anything? You just come in and work hard. You put your head down and work hard and become a, a guy that people respect. You know, everyone respects a hard worker, and eventually you, you'll emerge as a leader if you come in and do that. So then what, let's talk, and we're talking with Makai Wingo. What happened last year when you guys started off on a, on a tough note and then got tougher against Tennessee and then all of a sudden you started picking it up. What clicked? I give praise to our leaders of the team in that aspect. Guys like Mike Jones, B.J. Ojolari, Ali Gay, they never let us get, get down on ourselves or, or let us think that one, one game defined our season or defined us as a football team. And I really appreciate those guys, and that's something that I take from them and I try to implement in my leading styles. You're taking advantage of the college experience. You studied abroad with some of your teammates in Senegal. What, I mean, what was that like? That has got to be completely 180 to what we have over here. What was that like? Definitely. It was a very humbling experience being able to go over to Senegal. But it was some valuable lessons that I took from it. Things that we take for granted here, they don't even have over there. Yet, 
most of the people there are, are still happier than we are here in America. Definitely. The, you know, family is the big thing for them. So that's something that I, I, I took away from my experience that there, there is no reason to complain about the things that we don't have here when that's not even the norm for other people. I mean, running water and electricity, indoor plumbing to begin with, and I'll guarantee on social media today, NFL players are complaining about their matting rating. Right. That, <laughs> the, the, the simple things that we take for granted aren't the norms over there. And truly, we should just learn to be happy like the people of Senegal with what, with what we have and, and be appreciative. Yeah. What, did, uh, what have you learned from Brian Kelly? Because, again, that's not a guy who you had a relationship with before you showed up, and he showed up last year. What I've learned from Coach Kelly is to focus on what's important in the moment, not to look at the broad picture or, or skip the steps of our process. You know, we have a process put in place, and the standard is to win a national championship, but you can't just put all your focus on that national championship and forget week one. All right, so then what are the expectations? You guys kind of, you know, surpass what was going to happen, new coach, new quarterback, new everything, and then you guys end up beating Alabama, and all of a sudden, oh, my God, we're in the SEC championship game. You know, the, the standard is always the same, and that's to win a national championship. And it, we're going to be led by a great, a great quarterback in Jaden Daniels. And I say this a lot. I feel we'll go as far as he takes us, and I truly believe he can take us very far. Why can't we go as far? Why can't LSU go as far as you take us? Why you got to put all the pressure on Jaden Daniels? What's up with that? Because Jaden <laughs> has emerged as the leader of the team, and we're going to go as he goes. He's our quarterback, and we're going to follow suit. So a lot of times they say you learn more from losses than wins. What could you learn from Georgia? How do you emulate? All right, this is what they've set the standard now, winning back-to-back -back national championships. You guys competed in, in the SEC championship game against them, but a little bit one-sided at the end. How do, you, how do you take what you guys have done? You play Georgia. You see what the standard is. How do you raise your level? I would definitely rather learn my lessons and my wins than my losses. <laughs> but, you know, you just, you just have to – take from that loss that you can't lose focus towards the end of the season you know that's when the things get tough you really have to rally together as a team and just try to put the best product on field as possible makai wingo lsu defensive lineman at uh, sec media days on 103.3 they go thank you so much thank you i appreciate you for having me all right very good all right so tough first hour linden really good second hour and it's going to get better in hour number three yes sir we got Gary Stolkin coming up from the Peach Bowl. Uh, that will be a live interview, God forbid. <laughs> and 5.30, 5.30, uh, we do have Brian Kelly. We do have Brian Kelly, right, Lyndon? Yes, we do. Okay. Yes, we so we got everything Kelly. good now, Dave, now that we got we, we had to restart we everything six times. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, and yet we're still being held together by duct tape. which And is I was here precious. early, which is like, so <laughs> this was just a, a rough going. Early-ish. Yes, I was earlier. 2.30. I just had to use the bathroom. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. That's when I was recording all of them. All right. Uh, I, I, okay. Um, all right. Yeah, great job. Let's uh, let's take a timeout. We'll come back with Gary's Tolkien of the Peach Bowl on a uh, Monday afternoon sports chat. 103.3. The go. Aren't they? With the amount of Formosan termites we have now, it's, it's, it's a must. You, you can't do without it. So what kind of different bonds are available? Some are just for retreatment only. Some replace the wood damage. Talk to a professional like Eagle Pest Control about your termite protection plan. Trust me, you'll have peace of mind and be money ahead when you do.
Eagle Pest Control and Chemical, where employees make the difference. Why not do business with a long-standing, local, and reputable team? Can't think of a reason? Well, then give them a call. The professionals at Eagle Pest Control have over 30 years of experience and a solution for ridding your property of any four-, six-, or eight-legged uninvited guest. From ants to termites, bed bugs to rodents, Eagle Pest Control can handle them all. Give them a call or schedule your free inspection online at eaglepestandchemical.com. Delivery's at the door. Can someone please unlock? It's been an eventful afternoon with a spike in bookings at Claudia's event space. We'd love to host Mermaid Fest. She was already planning on having more event planners on hand. 500? That's a lot of tales. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates, and you can schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from the Indeed dashboard. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas. You buy. Wait a minute, are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code LUCK for an extra $0.25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code luck for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank that's code luck for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill up hi i'm smoky bear and i made an assistant to help you prevent wildfires dude i've got this i've been camping since i was five years old but i am a camping influencer you know what? i'll bet you five bucks Assistant Smokey, what is the best way to put out a campfire? To put out a campfire, drown with water, stir, drown again. Then make sure the fire is out cold by feeling with the back of your hand. Wait, really? I'll take the five bucks. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Every second counts in a poison emergency. That's why Poison Help is standing by 24-7 to provide free assistance in over 100 languages. Save Poison Help as a contact in your phone today. Poison Help. 1-800-222-1222. the GOAT. Yeah, that's the one. K277 DQ Lafayette, 1420 KPEL Lafayette. Download the free 1033 The Goat app now. Right now. You've got mail and the very latest sports news now. Did he say what I think he said? 1033 The Goat. The rumors are true. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Dave Schultz and Sports Chat are back. I'm back, baby! I'm back! One change, though. I'm sorry, that deal's now off the table. What? We live in a different world than we did just 30 seconds ago. Instead of waking you up, he's taking you home from work. Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? I'd like that. Talking Cajuns, Tigers, Saints, all of it. I am the father. Buckle up, Acadiana. I feel the need.